Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Spiritual episode 201. So for this episode, I'm going to cover two topics. Uh, the first one uh, I know a, a fair amount about as I've got some personal experience with it, and that is father's blessings. All growing up, um, my father, before the new school year would begin or before a major event would occur, would give me and my sister a father's blessing, which is a priesthood blessing and an opportunity for the priesthood bearer to um, convey blessings or relay information from a spiritual sense to the recipient. Uh, in every single case, I was always blessed for it. I may not remember words to this day, um, but I remember the experiences. And even now, uh, you know, being away from home and married with kids, uh, I still ask for priesthood blessings from my dad. Uh, and I've had the great opportunity to give them to my children as well. Uh, this is a unique thing. I, I don't know any other faith that um, practices this particular thing. Um, without going into all the details, uh, you must have the Melchizedek priesthood to be able to give these blessings. And there are certain keywords you're supposed to use, but it is fairly freeform when it comes to what you convey and what the Spirit um, guides you to say. Uh, sometimes it's your own words as as the person that's conveying it. And sometimes it's not. There have been blessings that I have given that I have no recollection of what I said. Um for good or for ill, that's the truth. And there are certainly times where I have uh, shared things uh, of a personal nature with an individual that was information I was not privy to. Um, and uh, each one of those has definitely helped to bear a stronger witness of both the influence of the Holy Ghost and the priesthood. Part of the reason why I'm sharing this is this particular school year, as I'm recording this, uh, has already started and, and gone on. But before it began, I had the opportunity to give these blessings to my wife and my kids. And um, it was certainly, uh, it, it certainly brings a certain hope with it. And I do believe that this is one of those opportunities that is often missed and not taken full advantage of when it could or should. Um, we think when a person is sick, oh, they need a blessing. Um, maybe when a school year is starting, maybe we should give them a blessing. But what about when a person is really struggling emotionally? That might be a good time to give them a blessing. What about when they're about to go in for a major surgery or even a minor surgery? Why not have a blessing? I don't think God wants us to say, this is an amazing power, but you can only use it on certain key events. Well, perhaps that's true in certain kinds of situations, like, for example, getting sealed um, to your spouse for all time and eternity. Yeah, that can only happen in the temple, and it only happens once uh, with that respective spouse. Uh, but that is not true for this kind of blessing. It is intended to be used like a tool. It is used when it is needed. Um, and so we shouldn't use it so sparingly that we don't take full advantage of that. Um, I would encourage people to ask for them more often, not for every day, cause that's an excess. Um, but for when the need arises, take advantage of it. Now onto a different topic, uh, totally unrelated to the priest of blessings, but this was one of those things where, uh, I found a historical event um, tied very closely to uh, faith and enduring to the end. Uh, so I was watching the TV show, 
um, Mystery of the Abandoned. And uh, I've mentioned this show quite a few times. I still watch it. I still enjoy it. There's some great information in it. Um, now, I don't always write down perfectly all the notes. So I hope I'm not conveying false information here. But the principle from a spiritual sense still stands. So back in World War I, when the, uh, the German U-boat uh, was a big deal, and hopefully, again, I'm historically accurate in, in sharing this information, um, one of the very first places to be attacked was a place in Scotland, I believe. And so after this attack, they strived diligently to make their, uh, it was a harbor of sorts, um, and I believe it was a place where ships, uh, British ships were um, brought to either be fixed or um, to be resupplied. But anyway, um, the first attack was there. So they tried hard to um, build better defenses. And they got to the point where they defended themselves extremely well through the rest of World War One, And then when World War Two broke out, same kind of thing. And, uh, and they strived to um, be fully defended. Well, when World War Two came to an end... And um, the the Germans, the Nazis had surrendered and uh, people were celebrating around the world. Uh, this particular spot, which had been so well protected for so long, other than the very beginning, um, they had laxed. Um, the people or person that was supposed to be on watch either wasn't as attentive or whatever the case may be. And a German submarine came in and wreaked havoc. And this was after they were supposed to have uh, declared a ceasefire. Now, the German captain claimed that um, they hadn't received word that the ceasefire had taken place and they weren't supposed to attack, regardless of the reason. The, the, the thing that I wanted to take from this was the idea that we will face situations that sometimes we are not prepared for and we're going to get hurt. Um, we're going to stumble. And if we're a person who follows um, you know, God's teachings and we follow the commandments and we're listening to the Holy Ghost, then, you know, life is not going to be perfect. We're going to struggle. And that's the way it's supposed to be. But when we face a situation that we should defend ourselves against, after we have faced it, we should build those defenses. But then, as it says in the scriptures, after we're baptized, is that the end of the journey? No, we have to um, basically follow the phrase, endure to the end. We can't let our guard down, which it sounds tiring. And honestly it is, but in truth, when we let our guard down is the very moment that the adversary is going to invade into our lives again, and it's going to wreak havoc. And yeah, that's why we have the atonement. That's why we repent, but it would be even better if we didn't succumb and we didn't fall build those defenses, and then hang on to them until the bitter end. Um, that's what I wanted to convey. So in summary, priesthood blessings, take advantage of them. Utilize them. If there is no one you know who has them, like a, a parental unit or a, a parent figure or a grandparent, um, you know, go to the local ward or branch, ask for one from the bishop or uh, one of his counselors or somebody else that he designates uh, that could help elders quorum president or presidency members or uh, ministering uh, person but find somebody who you feel like you can trust to give you one or whoever you think needs one you do not have to be a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints to receive one of these blessings 
Um, please be aware of that. But they are powerful and they are helpful. So what could it hurt to request for one? And then the second one is endure to the end. And in the immortal words of my youngest son, Superman, Smile, be happy, and remember that you're worth it. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.